Live again, back for another week at the barbershop, playersvoice.com. I'm your host, Mark Gray, by my other half, Damar Johnson. How you doing today, brother? Weather's finally breaking. First day without rain. And the man behind the scenes, way behind the scenes, A1, welcome back, buddy. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just keep an eye on those uh, comments. See, make sure you get my man Shakif uh, in there. Keep, 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 him, uh, keep us updated on Shakif's status, man. Let's hop right into a whole lot of um, going on right now. The Eastern Conference finally, I'm not going to say turned into a series, but changed a little bit, slightly. Um, Western Conference in full gear. Um, just a lot of basketball news all the way around. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about both um, conference finals. And then after that, after that, we have a little special sports talk treat for you that you will only get here. So um, we're going to just a little special segment that we got. So stay tuned. We'll bring you that. Later, but it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, get some rankings from me and DJ, and then you guys can be the tiebreaker and let us know which one of us is uh, tripping. Um, let's start. First of all, you see your boy Johnny Manziel once again has found his name in the, the news. You still that's still your guy? Still my guy, but I, I didn't I didn't see what happened. What happened? Um, overall, one he was in a nightclub in Vegas and he ended up getting kicked out for for fighting. Apparently, Drake just showed up out the blue and did an impromptu um uh, show, and then um. You know, somebody ran up on, uh, came, I guess, tried to say, pushed him out, Johnny out the way, and Johnny just turned around and punched the guy, and he got kicked out of the club. Wow. There's a picture of him on the internet. Dude looks like, might be like 160 pounds. The guy he hit? No, oh, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny looks like he might be 160 pounds. That's, um, that story's not gonna end well, bro. Nah. It's, it's nah. not, it's not gonna end well. Slowly it, but surely, you know, getting off that, getting off that bus right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the only one on the bus, so so trust me. His parents left, his agents left, his representatives left. You are, you are definitely the only person left on the uh, Johnny Manziel uh, boat. Real quick, before we get into it, what is your take on the Draymond Green leg kick foul, not a foul, intention, unintentional? What do, What are your thoughts? I have a thought. I'm interested to hear yours. It looked pretty intentional to me. Really? Yeah, it did. It looked it looked intentional to me. Intentional. Um, let me break this down into two parts. Intentional, because here's what I think. I do think it was an intentional play. Like, okay. he, he meant to throw his hand, which, yeah. which is what everybody does now when you, you, you know, somebody swipes at the ball, you act like you've been shot. Right. But intentional, like, while I'm kicking my leg out, boom. I think he kicked him. I think he kicked him on purpose. Because I, I seen a video yesterday of a lot of, um, a lot of times that he drives to the hole and he flares his arms and, Kicks his leg, and, and most of them were different. You know, he, he goes and he run off and jumps off one foot. When he jump off one foot, the other leg is going to be in the air. He came to a jump stop. The ball was gone. It's, it's actually hard to come to a jump stop and kick your leg. <laughs> That's pretty hard to do. And you you don't if you do that, you're doing it on purpose. So at what point? Okay, so walk me through what you think. Like at what point do you think he decided I'm going to kick this guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like when he's in the air and the guy swipes at it, like, man, forget you and kicks him. Or, I mean, he was like, yo, next time I go to the hole, I'm kicking him. I mean, there's no telling. I mean, because he, he kicked him in his groin the game before that. Yeah. I mean, he hit a three. He's all in this guy's face. He's, I mean, he's trying, he said he was trying to get it under the guy's skin. And he's trying to be rough with him. Um, He just took it a little far. And because of who he is and because the league didn't want to, you know, feel like, you know, they messed up the series in suspending Draymond Green, who's a key part of that team. They 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 made it they made it look like it's just he was just flaring for a foul, basically. The ball was gone out of his hand. There was no reason to kick. I've seen that thing fifty times. And it's 
happened every time. I'm like, he kicked that guy. So you, so you definitely full fledged on like that man kicked him on purpose. He kicked him on purpose. Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, for a guy who saves everybody, I, I definitely had you saying, nah, that wasn't intentional. I, for me, it was more like, well, one, when he talk about suspension, I feel like it's, when you're talking about suspension at this level for that caliber of player at this point in the season, I feel like you'd have to have 100% proof. You know what I mean? Like, like he punched him in the face sort of thing for you to do that because that would be very big to suspend Draymond Green at this point in the series. And nobody wants that to be like, we, people are still talking about that when the Spurs robbed the Suns, you know, where, where, where our Robert Ory and Nash and all those guys got suspended for, for the game or whatever. You, you would hate for it to be. That, you know, they go out there and Draymond Green, the, the Golden State's not at full strength. Um, at the same time, if you, if you got, if you got these rules in play, you suspend Dante Jones for hitting a guy in the groin, which you know he's not going to play. That's an easy decision. Right. But then you turn around and not suspend See, Draymond. That's where it becomes, becomes unfair. My guess is that if the NBA had to do it all over again, what they would have done is not suspend. Not suspend. Yeah. Uh, which is mean, because that, that was actually like a non-factor sort of deal. You know what I mean? Right. But one, once you suspend him, then it's like, man, now you, now, like you said, you set the precedent. So, um, you know, that kind of, that kind of makes stuff a little bit different. So I'm sure if they had a, if they had an opportunity to go back and do that again, they'd have just left, uh, what's his name, where he was at. You got it? Yeah. But, um, that was, you, I mean, you didn't want to see Draymond get suspended though. I, I didn't want to see him get suspended, but I do believe he, he uh, meant to kick him. Okay, I'm 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 actually uh surprised because I mean so much of this game, which he like he said he's right. Um, I guess it's going back and forth with the uh what you call it, is that um nowadays every time we saw LeBron act like he'd been killed when his own man hit him, his own man hit him, and he so it's like that's become part of the game now. And 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 they were saying as when you were watching the games, they were saying that part of the reason LeBron didn't get the flagrant the game before is because he didn't fall down. What the guy ran into him, LeBron pretty much ate it, yeah. and no, and you know, just a regular foul was called. So from that point on, he was like, you know, unless you hit the ground and act like you've been shot, you're going to get it. And that, but then now when you turn on the game, it's almost three times a game now. We're seeing the ref going to the monitors, mm-hmm. checking because some guy is acting like they've been, you know, shot and, and they're about to die. And it's been a part of the league for years now, and, and, I, and I hate that. I always tweet, I hate these guys out here. Acting all the time. It's hard enough to be a referee and determine what's really going on out there with things happening so fast. Right, right. These guys are just putting the referees in a bad place when they're doing all this acting. I, I couldn't, like, you want to bash the referees for not doing their job, right? But then here it is, it's like, we, as if their job isn't hard enough as it is, they have to differentiate between what really happened and then you lying and acting on top of that. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. they're just making the ref's job even harder. You, do, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know what's real, what's not real. AK, uh, what's Shonda, up? Shonda Pharrell says, Draymond Green, a superstar, a great role player. We, he's not a superstar. We've, we, this conversation we've had pretty much all year long. Now, I'm, me, we, we are pretty much on the same page. So we actually, I think it's TJ. One of, one, somebody in here is a huge Draymond super, is Draymond for president fan club. Me and you are the same that right place, right team. Yeah. Great glue guy. Mm -hmm. Great opportunity. Uh, it's superstar to me means you put him on any team and, and you know, that team is relevant or he's capable of, let, let's put it this way. If you put, like we've said, you put Draymond Green on the Sixers, he's just another guy running up and down the court. Right. She, she said, it's like the media kind of makes it seem like he's one. Yeah. Because they, they always, you know, when he always doing interviews with him, he's going to say something that you want to hear. He's going to say something that's newsworthy. 
And and, oh. and guess who's not? Steph. Steph. Clay. Right. right. He's the only person on the team who's going exactly. to say anything. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so he's always going to give you something to talk about. Um, just as far as playing wise, he's just, he's in a great position. Um, he, he, he takes advantage of his opportunities and he gets a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like the ideal situation in that you wish a lot of these other players would and that Draymond Green, he, he, he got his opportunity to go. He could have left and been a number one on some team, been overpaid and been 100% irrelevant. He knows better than that. But you wish more people did though. You, you know what I mean? He, that's the general theme. You know, somebody is the third wheel on a good team. They go get their own team and they're never heard from again. You, you know what I mean? And now here it is. He probably took slightly less money, a pretty penny, and he's relevant. Yeah. You know, Draymond Green on Golden State is relevant. Draymond Green on the Sixers on the Timberwolves is just another guy averaging 12 points and eight rebounds. Right. You, you know what I mean? That, that, that's, that the system, especially how it is where the Golden State has that ability to go small. With them having Clay and Steph, that allows them to go small, which plays perfect for Draymond. On your page, um, Alvin, Alvin said, Draymond Green is a great role player. On the, the Hornets wouldn't win two extra games with Draymond. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you too. I don't, I think he changes, he's not a game changer in that setting. And, and, and the thing is, I know a lot of people are going to start bashing us and saying that you're bashing. Every time you say that somebody's not the greatest thing ever does not mean you're bashing them. Both of us have a lot of appreciation for Draymond Green and the players like Draymond Green. We said in before we were talking about we're both huge Lamar Odom fans, and it's that type of guy. And we both said that we think Lamar Odom is a better player yeah. than Draymond Green. But same sort of situation, a glue guy on a championship team. Make no mistake about it before you blow us up. We know that Golden State would not win a championship without Draymond Green. Like He contributes definitely, you know, and he's a big part of what they do. But in terms of just drop him on any other team and he's successful, nah. And there's a re- you know, it's, you heard that he came out. He said that he can name all 34 players drafted in yeah. front of him. Yeah. Does that sound? What do you think of that? Does that sound weird? No, it don't sound weird. I mean, that's a lot of players. That is, but you, 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 you know the guys who um he was drafted in front of. He was drafted in front of you. I mean, your list was only five guys, so that's right. obviously <laughs> not that hard. But right. on draft night, did you ever feel like the five guys who were drafted ahead? When you were drafted six, did you? Did you feel like that's where you're going? Was there any part of you going into draft night that thought did, you're like, man, I'm sliding, or, or six was like, that's why I expected to go? I expected to go between four and nine. I didn't think I would get past six. Was there one name on draft night that went in front of you that you're like, you got to be kidding me? Yeah, no, I thought I worked out with um, Darius Miles a lot, and um, and you know we about the same height, you know, but I have a lot more skills than Darius, but he's a year younger or something, you know. He's, he had a lot of guys behind him really pushing him. Michael Jordan, you know, said, you know, something, you know, big about him. And um, my agent told me that well, I was helping him out while we were working out for Atlanta. I'm like, yo, I'm smacking the ball out of his hand. I'm like, yo, hold the ball tighter, you know, this is that. My agent said, you need to stop helping him because he might get drafted for you. And I'm, I'm trying like, to picture out what a workout was a 19. Because, I mean, at that time, he's 19, 17, good, 20, you know, like yeah. 18 and 19, yeah. whatever the difference yeah. may be. And at that point, you're – Maybe not as athletic as him, but still right there with him athletic wise yeah. yeah. and 10 times the shooter. Yeah. See, that's why I was, I told my agent when he said, you know, he might get drafted before you. And I'm like, I'm like, no way. <laughs> I mean, cause we doing the shooting drills and he can't even he, shoot. He don't even know how to like do the footwork coming off the drills. Yeah. Now nah, he can't know, shoot. One on one games, you know, it wasn't even really close. The shooting drills wasn't even close, but then when we start doing a running, up take, down. take the ball full court, two dribbles, he's dunking. You know what I mean? With nobody on the court, though. Yeah, nobody. But them kind of drills is the drills he, he, he excelled at. 
because he definitely because he runs like a deer. Yeah, he and runs just, like a deer, and he's athletic, and his arms are super long. But I still, cause I, but I did the same things. I run like a deer, and yeah. know, I was athletic at the same time. So, so I was like, nah. But his wingspan and all that his wingspan was, was a little longer. Yeah. Right. Okay. But who what, what were the five, who were the five people drafted in front of you? Kenya Martin, Scrub Miles Swift, Marcus Fizer, Mike Miller, Darius. Not in that order because Darius went three, Marcus Fizer went four, Mike Miller went five. That's a terrible draft, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible draft class. Mike Miller, though, really? Like, I'm surprised he was that high coming out of uh, Florida. Like, I mean, I just don't remember the hype, the buzz around him being that big coming out. Mike, of Mike was good in high school. We played against each other in high school. Went to Florida. They went to the championship and lost. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Then he, then he came out. Right, six eight, you know, can shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not knocking. It's just yeah. to be top five. Like, I, that's you know, that's generally big. That's big. Ter- that's big. Uh, you know, area right there, and I just don't yeah. remember the buzz being. But I mean, that that again is and even Mike. I felt like you know, I done, I did everything a little better than Mike. Athletic, you know, speed. He probably shot it, maybe a little better. But I, just, I don't know because I feel like I shoot with anybody. So I hear you, you know, bro. It happens like that. It goes like that sometimes. Yeah. It goes like that. Um, I was mad because you guys can play. First of all, you don't even know what the word mad means. So. <laughs> But now, man, it's good. Anytime, was it what, when you, did you take note, like, every time I see these guys, I want to prove them, that's not, never even crossed your mind? Nah, cause I mean, I, I, I felt like I did that in our workouts already. I mean. So, so, so it wasn't any point of you that said, every time I play these teams that passed on me, I'm gonna show them that they made a mistake? Nah, that never even crossed my mind at all. Nah, you was more worried about going to those cities and showing the city, huh? Showing the city <laughs> what they missed out on, huh? About showing the league. I ain't care about them teams. Uh-huh. I, I bet, I, I bet, I, I got you, I got you. Um, AK, I know why you're here, so we're gonna get, I'm gonna get straight into it. Your boy, uh, AK, just so I told you before, Alvin, huge, uh, Bismarck Beyond. He's the only person in the world who owns a Bismarck Beyond jersey. Hey. Autograph. <laughs> Bismarck Beyond jersey, man. He sleeps in it every single night, man. And he wants to know, are we ready to call Bismarck Biombo the 11th best player in this, uh, in the playoffs now? I don't know. I gotta relook at the list again, but he's playing his butt off and he's gonna get some money. He's going to cash in. Let, let me ask you this now. Since a, a year ago at this time, the name that everybody, especially you, was saying deserves max money, <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Where, where's Tristan? I didn't say Tristan deserves max, max money. money. Build man, a team no around way. him. Sell the farm. Yeah, Tristan was, Thompson for president. Yeah, it was like eight and six. Ain't no way I said. <laughs> That's what I said. Tristan, um, the, Tristan, he's a very skilled offensive rebounder. He, He's He's the best at that. Skilled offensive he's rebounder. the best at that. He played his butt off, you know, during the finals and the playoffs, but. He didn't deserve that money. Nah, um, this Max seems to have to be taking over that role right there. He's he's taking over the right. the offensive rebounder right now. Speak on what you're seeing in Bismack Biyombo. He looks like a I don't know. When I watch it, it's painful. Like he gets these rebounds, mm-hmm. not a shot in hella going back up with that ball. Like right. you know, what I mean, like it, it's it it looks like what we were saying up like high school basketball when he grabs mm-hmm. like he's the tallest kid on the court mm-hmm. and he grabs the ball and it's you know this guy's getting six, seven, eight offensive rebounds. And not putting any of them back up. Right. You know, the ball's coming all the way down, crowding around him, you know. But that being said, he pulled down 24, 26, some ridiculous amount. What was it? 20, 26. 26 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Speak on Bismack and, and what he means to the Raptors and really the series. Even I said last series when, when he first came in when Violent Chillins went down, he's out there with all this energy, getting block shots, coming down the court, dunking the ball, rebounding, changing shots. I'm like, man, this guy's playing his butt off and it's carrying over. To, to this series. Um, kind of reminds you of this one guy that the Thunder used to have. Remember the Thunder used to have a center like that? 
Bobby, yeah, she, but you know, yeah, she came to play last game. Yeah, she came to play. Nah, nah, game. nah. We'll get on that later. But go ahead. Yeah, but, um, you know, Bez Mack just doing. I mean, he was he was a lottery pick. He's doing what he was drafted to do. You know, he's blocking shots. He's rebounding. He's even hit a few jump shots yesterday. He hit a jump shot. I'm like, man, look at Bez Mack, man. He's 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 gonna get some money. Nah, he is. He yeah. he, de- he definitely is. Um, maybe Alvin because I'm not sure what. It's, I mean, I knew he was drafted in um Charlotte. Never really panned out right there. I don't know what his contract situation was in terms of whether he played out his his four years and then he came to toronto when he come to toronto on a trade was he there in a free agent no, i'm really he no. i'm really not sure how he got there yeah. i didn't you know because i, I kind of lost touch with him after his first two years and he wasn't, he wasn't oh you had heard him much yeah i if it weren't for alvin i can tell you i certainly would have <laughs> never uh would if it weren't for alvin and amari Stoudemire, i would i would have never uh certainly heard of him alvin answer me now are you happy we get you got your bismack biombo talk at the beginning of the show too uh, this is the first and last time we will ever leave the show off starting about uh talking about Bismack Biyombo. Um, he, here's what I will tell you about him and something that caught my eye in that game, and I, I wanted to get back into this later in the show, but I guess we'll use that now to segue. And LeBron, I don't want to sound like you piling on, okay? So let me start by saying great talent, arguably the greatest athlete, not named Bo Jackson to ever live. You know, I'll never say anybody's better than Bo. Um, and you'll never say anybody's better than Deanna, so that's cool. We'll agree on that. Um, but just great, great at basketball talent, whatever the case may be. The thing that bothers me about LeBron and the reason that it, it, it troubles me, you're watching the play in the game where he's at the top of the key, ISO on Bismack Nyambo. Mm-hmm. And he throws a port, uh, he dribbles twice and throws the ball all the way across the court, almost out of bounds to another shooter like, well, you shoot it. You know what I mean? And you kind of look at it and you think to yourself, could you imagine if Steph Curry got Bismarck Biombo on isolation at the top of the key? Like, there's no passing to somebody else. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, or Kobe or, or any one of these guys, Dwayne Wade, you know, that would have, you got, you, you draw a guy like that out one on one, no help coming, nothing. And you're still just trying to pass. And that's the, that's the part of me that just has trouble accepting LeBron as the best basketball player and, and, and all of that stuff. Well, for me, that's, that's, that's nitpicking because, even last game, a few times, I got, you see Steph Curry, he has, um, Ibaka on him. Mm-hmm. And he passed the ball away twice. I'm thinking myself, you know, Steph Curry should try to go past Ibaka every time. And the thing, the thing about it is, Ibaka and, um, Bismack, you know, for big guys, they're big guys that can run. So if you don't initially beat them on that move, he take two dribbles and Bismack there, he probably need to get the ball out of his hands because if he tries to, if he's too close, if you try to go up with a shot, his length, it. he's, he's going to block it. So he's going to make the shot hard. You're going to have to shoot it over the backboard. So you got to kind of get them with that first move because if they kind of stick around, they'll they'll challenge that shot. So that doesn't bother you? Nah, if not if he if it's the whole game, yeah. But if you talk about just one possession, no, no, no. Nah, well, as, as we watch, we can start. We can go transition right into. So last night, five minutes go by, and we've pretty much been saying this all playoffs is that LeBron has been very much of a um, deferring, yeah, and letting. Kyrie or whoever the case may be. Yeah. Oh, you know, before we get in, you know who I want my um kudos to? We can go back for the tape. I told y'all Channing Fry was going to make, we will hear his name later in, in this uh season. Remember when they made that trade? And you're like, I don't know what that was about. I was like, Channing Fry is a legit stretch for at, yeah. at, at doing just that. I don't want to talk about anything else. I mean, he's actually a decent shot blocker too yeah. while you're at it. But in terms of when they're going to play Golden State or, you know, that's what the plan was all along, mm-hmm. he's out there matching threes with, He's a better shooter than Draymond Green. I can tell you that. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, yeah. So I mean, he's he's legit. I knew I knew what they were thinking 
when they signed Drake, when they signed Shannon Fry. The rest of the world probably was like, what are they doing? But the plan was to get uh, shooters around. And I'm glad to see Shannon Fry coming and actually very much contributing to the game. But anyway, back to the point. We were saying that he's been deferring, 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 deferring. Mm-hmm. And last night is a game where, you know, time to make plays happen. In a five-minute span, he takes one shot. And the one shot was a terrible layup. Um, he, he still looked disengaged mm-hmm. and, and, and just every time he gets the ball, he's looking to pass. And I mean, pass clear across the court. Yeah. Well, Toronto defended well. You know, they, they, you know, taking a page out of the Spurs playbook and, you know, they, they, I, they backing up off him like earlier, earlier in the series. Me and Oral was saying, Demar Curl is, is, um, pressing up on LeBron, letting him, you know, Get lanes and go to the basket. Back up off him. Dare him to shoot the ball. You know, once he misses a few jump shots, then he's not going to want to, you know, keep taking them shots. If you, if he gets going, then it's over for you. So, um, they're defending him well. And Kyrie, Kyrie has been hitting some, some great shots. So they, they're going to the hot man. And they went away from, they went away from, um, Kevin Love. I mean, Kevin Love was missing some wide open shots and they went away from him. Then once you got Fry coming in, hitting the shots he's hitting, I mean, it's probably his, it's got to be the best shooting stretch he's had. You know, it's amazing. He's like twenty. He's like twenty nine or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, it's crazy. Right now, he's. I mean, the thing is, he's a good spot up wide open shooter. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. He, he's going to hit him. Um, just pick on what you're seeing for the Cavs all the way around. And what I mean, because it's it's so many different pieces going on here. We've got we've got the best of both worlds, Jr. Mm-hmm. And we've seen both Jrs. We've seen you know the seven for nine three, and we've seen the three for eleven yeah. three Jr. Which that's I think at this point, yeah, I think at this point you just factor that in. If you're going to play seven games, you're going to get two good ones, three terrible ones, and, and then the rest is a mixed bag of tricks. You're not sure. Yeah. You're, not, you're not sure what you're going to get. Yeah. Kevin Love once again seems like he's disappeared a little bit, yeah. and LeBron still seems kind of disengaged. And Kyrie is catching a lot of slack for his defense and lack of passing. What and then Tyrone Tyrone Lue comes into the play now. Mm-hmm. What, what are you seeing all the way around, and what what needs to change? Well, early on, early on, they got open first quarter. They got all open shots. Cleveland did, and and they missed them. I mean, they missing wide open shots. But then in, on the other side, you got Kyle Lowry who who's coming out with a vengeance. He know he hasn't been playing great, and you know, and I guess let's say he's been staying after the game, getting up shots and. And he's playing like kind of like Jr. Where every now and then, you know, has been playing bad. He's gonna come in and have you know thirty plus point games. And this was his game. He was making these deep threes that you know we're not used to him even taking, because he know is you know it's, it's that time where you know they're gonna live and die by you know what you do. And he went out there and he played his butt off. And Cleveland, other than Channing Fry, you know they missed a lot of open shots. So I mean, do you just chalk this up to just people missing wide open shots or? I mean, you know, you're getting open looks. Something not right. Do you not like what you're seeing? Well, what you want to do in your offense is you want to get the best shot available. And if you're getting wide open shots from guys who knock down shots and they're just not knocking them down, that's just how it goes. I mean, which, those are shots that you want to get. They're not out there just turning the ball over, but they're not out there taking horrible shots. What do you want to see LeBron be more aggressive? Are you fine with the LeBron that we're getting right now? Um. Well, last game, last game, I, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't fine with that. But sometimes the game just flows, flows in another way. Sometimes it's just not your night. And if you're being well defended, you can't force it. I don't want LeBron out there just trying to 
pull up shots and do things that he's not comfortable doing just because we want to see him do more. When you got a supporting cast, when you're getting open shots for other guys and they're not making. But how long How long are we going to be cool with him just not taking over? Because we yet to see him take over even attempt. They still are giving him the jump shot, which he mm-hmm. pretty much is determined that he's not going to let them bait him into taking shots because the jump shot is there for him anytime mm-hmm. he wants it and he's not taking it. Um when he took over, he took over the last finals. He's averaging 40 points and that didn't do his team any good. That's what the Warriors wanted him to do. The Cavaliers are at their best when you got everybody going. When you got JR knocking down shots, when you got Love knocking down shots and you got, you know, LeBron, you know, he's still, you know, getting this 23, 25, but he's been a facilitator. Then you let, you letting Kyrie, you know, you know, have the ball at his stretches where he, he takes over. You, you need all of that, you know, kind of going for you. What do you, what are you seeing from Kyrie? Because as, as we wake up and we look into the to the chat and I and I see the, excuse me the uh, sports talk and I see the views on Kyrie. Kyrie is the easy target, and he pretty much has been forever. You know nobody's really ever going to blame LeBron. Fine. Uh, Kevin Love is also an easy target, but he's not out there in the fourth quarter, so I guess you can only blame him for so much. What are you seeing from Kyrie defensively? And, and, and on the other side, Della Dover. Like I'm I'm watching Della Dover last night and. He looks like an annoying, scrappy, like, he's there. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he, every time, and he's not trying to block his shot, he's just there with his hand up, and, and you know, he, I can see him being, I can see why a coach would want him in the game to harass somebody. Yes. And, and give you his all, and he, I, I promise you, I'm sure he's not even remotely quick as, on his feet as, as, um, Kyrie Irving right. is, but he still finds a way to be in front of his guy. But that's what happens when you when you're not that skilled. When you got a skilled guy, the chances are he's not going to be your dirty guy that's doing all the stuff that you know Delavadova does because Delavadova doesn't have that skill. So he's only only he's only reason he's in the league and the game is because of those things that he does. I mean, yesterday you know he come in the game they're down like ten. After I think I think um after Lowry just got a layup or something, they called a the timeout. They're down ten. Delavadova comes in the game and he makes. He's making passes. He's playing defense, and they come back and they go up one, I believe. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, so at that point, what do you, what, what are you saying? You, do you take Kyrie out? I mean, excuse me, do you stay with Delado? I mean, what, what do you do? Well, what, what happened was he, he actually did. He brought Kyrie back in for Shumpert, right? And Delavadova stayed in the game. Um, and that's kind of the same thing I'm hearing about. You know, the flag, you know, coach getting for Love not playing in the fourth quarter is like when you know Love is missing wide open shots and. Shannon Fry has made 20 of his last 29 threes. I'll leave Shannon Fry in the game too. And, you know, and you just got to live with that. But, you know, Toronto, Toronto, they just, they just pulled the game up. Is this nothing more than just Toronto getting some good home cooking and, and, you know, all the shots falling for them and Cleveland's shots not falling? That and I think Cleveland just every, not just Cleveland, but everybody just looked past them. I thought the series would be a sweep. A lot of other people thought it would be over in five. And everybody's just looking past. They've been looking past Toronto since the Miami series started. Nah, the first, the, what was the first one? Boston. Remember they lost game one against yeah, Boston? Yeah. In Toronto. Right, exactly. And, and, and that's where it all started. Like, well, here exactly. we go again so with they, this typical been, Toronto. Right. They've been counting them guys out the whole time. Was it in, who did, yes, Indiana. Indiana. Right, in right. Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, it was Indiana. Yeah. Right. But they lost game one of the playoffs at home. Right. As the number two seed. Right. And then guys like, here we go again. There go Toronto again. You know, we talked about it. They, they yeah. can't get it done. Yeah. And that was, and, and here they are. That went six. I, I, I wasn't, I was calling for five. 
Um, I, I just, I, I, sweeps are so hard. You know what I mean? Like for you to say that a team won't get anything done, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's kind of hard to, um, they won't get any wins. That's, that's a little bit hard to say. But when Cleveland, Cleveland was playing the way Cleveland has been playing and then turn around and, you know, we got Toronto in the first two games. It just looked so easy. We, we figured it would be, we figured it would, I figured it would be a sweep. I thought Cleveland, the level Cleveland was playing at, that there's no way that, um, Toronto, especially coming off, you know, game seven, you know, twice. And, and Cleveland's been breezing through the playoffs. I'm thinking there's no way that they'll even win a game in, in this series. And they, and they hear all that talk. So yeah. they, they're coming in motivated and Cleveland just like, oh, we're just killing time, letting the other two guys beat up on each other and we'll be there waiting. And Toronto had a, you know, something ready for them. I feel like the, the problem with Toronto has been pretty much all year long or all playoffs long is that they play like a completely different team at home. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you one thing. Ain't nobody going to call Drake a fake fan. That dude is at every game, which is – it's really hard. It's hard. I'm always baffled that a guy who's – it's one thing the Spike Lees and the and the um Jack – those guys aren't even in their prime, let alone – like, Drake is popping right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. he's relevant right now. Right. And it's like, is he really in Toronto that much? You know, right, you know what I mean? There's tours and this and that and, you know – like, wow, this dude is really in Toronto. But I think like, he just came back for that game because he didn't make um that game seven and he didn't make game three. And I, I keep hearing everybody talk about, oh, Drake's in the way, Drake's annoying. I'm like, Drake's a fan. If he was sitting there not clapping or not being into the game, you would be like, he's just a fake fan. He's just there for nah, sure. Nah, nah, nah. That nah, man, he's, nah, you know, he's, 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 he's heavy a fan. with it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's heavy with yeah. it. And he's he's on the on the opposing right. players right. and stuff like that. Right. Nah, he, he's, he's definitely – uh. A real fan. Now that means, go ahead. yeah, I no, I do that. too. I do, especially for. I think he's a. He's got a lot of Toronto pride and stuff like that, and that's yeah. that, you know that's kind of hot. That's yeah. that's kind of hot for you know for him to be like this is my city and you know stand up behind it and really for a guy who where he is right now could really pick any team and be and be a fan of them and that team would welcome him with open arms. You know what I mean? He could yeah. be on a LeBron bandwagon like the rest of the, the hip hop world, everybody right. else, or a Kobe right. bandwagon or right. whatever the case, and he's on the. Kyle Lowry, DeMar Rosen, right. Ben like, like they, they got on, they got on Wayne in, in, in Miami. Remember when all the guys coming in there, you know, Wayne is, which I don't really, I ain't think nothing was wrong with that either. I mean, your friends are your friends. Right. But Wayne, you know, being friendly with, you know, the opposing players and all that, because Drake and Steph's pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, I guess they didn't, they didn't like that too much. And, you know, that's where, you know, they kind of separated themselves from, from Wayne LeBron and, um, and Dwayne did. Yeah, nah, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's, that's good for him to be, uh, sticking up for his, for his city like that. Um, <laughs> AK said Bismack gonna get 50 million. I, I think he might, I think that number might be low, bro. Yeah, I was thinking more like 60. My, or would say he's gonna get 90. I'm like, nah, he's not gonna get 90 because I guess the money goes up, but. How I'm, tall is I'm he? I'm like 60. How tall is he? He's, he's a legit footer, isn't he? He's 67, 6, 11, 7, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I can't, if I'm his agent, we'll start at, we'll start at, um, Tristan's number and go up from there. I mean, he has, now, this, he has zero offensive game. Like, zero. He, he makes Tristan Thompson look like a Kim Elijah one. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll give you that. But he's, he's a shot blocker. Tristan Thompson isn't a shot blocker by, at all. My man, Matt said he still don't know how Drake's a Kentucky fan, though. You know, when you're a kid, when you're a kid. That is you, pretty random. But I, I grew up like in North Carolina. That's not random. I think like most Marley. kids in the world grow up like. But is he I mean, North Carolina, Duke, or Kentucky? He, I mean, I, I, he, he's younger than us, so he's seeing right. these guys one and done's coming in. These guys winning championships. Well, one now when we grew up as kids, we were fan, one North Carolina. Everybody likes the Carolina Blue. 
Yeah. Everybody liked Carolina Blue. Plus, the players were there for you. Like I like I like Joe Smith and saw him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like Allen Iverson. You like you know, and the North Carolina players, and they were there for three or four. I'm not sure how you could like a Kentucky team when none of the players were there for more than a year. So it's not like, man, I remember all those years watching John Wall. You know, like there was no several years of watching this person or that person who's like, this is one year, period. And Kentucky's Kentucky's kind of random. I can't think of that Kentucky many people. Kentucky has that, a has a even with different coaches. You know, mm-hmm. all every Tubby Smith and yeah, Mashburn was yeah, there. Yeah, them guys they have a history. Yeah, no, they, they absolutely do. I, I, and that is pretty random for him to be, but I, I don't know what the college is in Toronto, so I don't know what he would, I would just assume that. I feel like everybody's default school is North Carolina. Because of Mike and because of the, and because of the colors. The colors, the best color of shoe that you can get with anything, yeah. you know what I mean? So that was. And I didn't really care much about the colors until after I really liked it. It was Mike. Mike. Yeah, it was Mike. Mike went to North Carolina and Lawrence Taylor went to North Carolina. Both. Oh <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. North Carolina. Yeah. That's the funniest thing. I'm thinking nobody's ever, I know, I know, I don't think anybody's ever, I've never heard that one before. Like, I cheer because, uh, Lawrence Taylor, I bet you not too many people even know that Lawrence Taylor went to, uh, North Carolina or that North Carolina has a football team for that matter. But you got one of the best players, maybe the best defensive player ever. Mm-hmm. And you should know where he went. Yeah, now that's, that, that is, I mean, I'm not yet to hear anybody say that they're, uh, where, where, where did JJ go? Wisconsin? He went to two schools. <laughs> did he go to Wisconsin? Didn't JJ Watt go to Wisconsin? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know anybody who's running around saying I'm a huge Wisconsin fan because of JJ Watt went there. It wasn't or just wherever, or where, it was really Mike. Or really where, Mike. uh, Reggie White went to school. Where did Reggie White go to school? Didn't he go to school? Nah, I'm not sure where Reggie White, but you know, that's, that's just real random. Yeah. But, um, but I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, now I expect Bismack to get, I mean, a seven foot rim protector. His offensive game is terrible though. You know, I mean, his offensive game is, is non-existent, but, uh, he'll be doing fine. They won't be kick, picking up any, uh, collection plates for him. And somebody will have buyer's remorse. I can certainly tell you that. Or was trying to piss me off. He says, um, crack was jumping at UNC. You know, he, he always pisses me off with the LT and the crack thing, man. Leave it alone, brother. It's a fact. But no, he needs to leave it alone. How are you going to tell Oral to leave it alone? He needs to leave the, uh, leave the crack alone. Um, yeah, that's not, leave my man, leave my man alone. LT boy, he just, just, that's a bad man though, man. That's a bad, that's, can you, here's the thing, like, so in our generation, Dexter Manley, LT, even before that, John Riggins, these guys just out of control all times. Uh, the whole 85 Bears team, Jim McMahon, you know, mm-hmm. like, if you had a beer at halftime, more power to you, you know, yeah. just straight. And then imagine if those guys played now, man. Joe, Joe Namath started that. I, I watched his, um, his, his football story yesterday it was good. Yeah, when they talk about a guy drinking, smoking cigarettes in the halftime and he's, stuff he's, like that. He's partying every night. Yeah. Oh, he's still he's popping up. Going out there and, and playing. You see him now? He's still wasted. <laughs> and, and anytime you see him and he makes a, and makes a public, uh, appearance, he's like wasted and he's just looking at whoever. Like he's, he's popping. But imagine if those guys played now. Like he would be Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Except he won <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like, I mean, just think about it. Those guys now. Uh, you know, LT would be Pac-Man. Like, th- that's what these people would be looking at. These guys are out. They'd be questioning whether they're even allowed in the league. Yeah. And these are some of the greatest players who ever lived. It's different now, yeah. I mean, All I, I the heard, way different. I heard a lot of them players, you know, I don't want to say names, but I, you know, they out, they out on the court really high in scoring 40s. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. That, and that wouldn't fly nowadays, man. No. Wouldn't, wouldn't fly nowadays. Um, Kevin Love, just a funk or? Just missed shots. That's all. He missed shots, and the guy that came in for him made shots. So you went with the guy that made shots. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more. Okay. Um. Still, you nor anybody. While everybody is doing all of this, 
I told you it was going to be da da da. Everybody out there who's saying that is anybody out there in their right mind going with Toronto in this series? I don't see how. I, I just don't even see how that would be. I don't see how. I thought I thought them bringing Bonnie Valachunas back would would um would help them, but they didn't use him. He didn't play. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I wonder um what you would do with with him now coming back and Bismack has stepped in here and and, and done this. Listen, I'm 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 proud of what Toronto's done. I think it's over. More victory. Yeah, I mean they 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 made it interesting, and they didn't just they they could have really just laid down, playing their vacations, and and right now the season could be over, and they could be you know free and clear. And and, and, and it, it came on full. And and here's the thing is that every year in the Eastern Conference, that's what it comes down to now. Like they're not even competing. To win the title, that you know, their, their plan is whether it's last year the Hawks was like, man, we had a good year. You know, we got yeah. sixty wins. We went out there, we, we played as hard as we can. The year before the Wizards, man, nobody thought we would make it this far, man. This is, you know, this is this is good. Toronto, here we are, man. We got two games, man. This is this is here we are. Whereas though in the West, it's like championship or bust yeah. for for you know the Clippers, failure. Mm-hmm. Spurs, failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Memphis, their team was injured, but it, the year before, team was a failure. You know what I mean? Like they want titles and titles only. You know what I mean? So that's the difference between the East and the West. The East is just a matter of teams that are just happy, just happy to be there. I mean, I feel like I feel like Toronto came. They they have a chance. I don't think they will. I couldn't see any scenario where one it would require them to go seven games, and the idea of Not Toronto being they can win the next game and win the next game. They don't have to go seven games. They get the, one okay. in Cleveland. So, so they Cleveland got to go back to Toronto. Right. Okay. So then here, let's, so let's go. With these are the options then. That are very unlikely. They win four in a row. Mm-hmm. Very unlikely. Very. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Or they win a game seven in Cleveland. Not gonna happen. Okay. Only only, only, so, only way I, I see it happening if they come out and win next game, and then they take it back to Toronto, and now they feel like. Could you imagine what the fallout would be in LeBron Land if they lost four in a row to the Raptors? It would be crazy. It would be a lot, a lot of, a lot of blame would be going around that locker room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that man's whole legacy could switch off or something like, you know, I mean, they, he would never hear the end of that. He would never hear the end of that. That would, that would be, um, but it's not going to happen, so it doesn't even matter. You know, that, that, that's not going to happen. There's no scenario where that involved that happens, so it doesn't even matter. Um, let's switch over to the Western Conference where we were wondering who was the best when everybody's firing on all cylinders, we have seen both teams firing all cylinders, just not in the same game. Yeah. And what we have seen is when OKC is firing all cylinders, if Golden State isn't, it's going to get ugly. Mm-hmm. Watching that game, I, I typed it in our group chat. I almost felt like they didn't miss a single shot. Yeah. I mean, one-handers, floaters, runners, three-pointers, Baca three-pointers, fast break. I mean, every single shot they took. When they shot 50% from the floor as a team, and that's including Kyle Singler's one for four, other bench players one for three. The starting lineup shot over 60%. Yeah. Kevin Durant, 10 for 15 with one turnover. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can bank on that happening too often. Um, you know, I would, I would bank on that happening more so than everybody else in the shots they hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, abs- absolutely. But I mean, just the way that everything went perfect for them. And Golden State, what I saw was, and tell me what you saw, I saw a team that looked tired, mm-hmm. disinterested. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just seemed like 
all the shots, Curry's and Clay Thompson's shots look all hit in front rim. Mm-hmm. Like, like the legs was done. Just, just overall, just look kind of like they weren't even. If OKC's intensity was on a ten, they were on like a two. The Thunder, the, I thought the Thunder played good defense. They didn't really get many, many looks. Um, Clay came on high, but then Clay had a bad stretch. We started turning the ball over. Draymond looked absolutely horrible. He looked horrible. He did. Draymond he did definitely nothing. looked horrible. Yeah, he did. He did nothing. I mean, defensively, he's he's making bad rotations. At one time, he closes out hard to Anthony Robson, and Robson drives by him and lays the ball up. Why are you closing out to a guy who shoots probably less than twenty percent from three? Mm-hmm. And that's something you got to know. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And probably has like three, three pointers of, on the whole playoffs. Yeah, a lot of middle mistakes. Um. And Oklahoma just jumped. I mean, it's a tough place to play. They just jumped on them. They, they did. And, and, uh, they just looked, I mean, the shots just kept hitting front rim. Like, yeah. and for the first, if you didn't know anything, okay, again, like I always said, if you just turn on television, you never watch basketball, you would say, why are these guys shooting from so far? You know what I mean? If you just watch Curry's shot hit front rim, front rim, front rim, and then you would say, oh, no, no, he hits those. And I'm like, well, I don't look like it to me. You didn't look like the guy, it looked like a guy who's shooting from too right. far that, away. That, you that know what I mean? That one long one that he took. First of all, he, he practices that shot all the time. He makes them yeah, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. At, at a high rate. But that was probably the best shot he would have got that possession. Right, but you follow what I'm saying in terms of like what it looks they're like. Short, it's just yeah. The, yeah, they're just all short, yeah. which is, you know, what they say is tired legs. I mean, they, they just look tired. Like you said, Draymond looked horrible. Um, with Steven Adams going amazing and, 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 you know, coming out of nowhere and having this, can you tell me why we still don't see any more Bogut? Um, why do they hate Bogut so much? I, I, this dude gets 16 minutes a game. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they want to play fast, I guess, especially when you, when you get it's down. It's not that slow. I mean, you get down them that many points, then, you know, you got to kind of, you got to score. Yeah. But I mean, he's not, he's not George Marison or anything. Like, I mean, he can run the floor. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not the fastest guy on the court, but you know, this, like, I mean, he gets no burn. And, and like I said, when you're watching Steve, I'd imagine he's equally f- as fast as Steven Adams is up and down the court. Right. Vaughn said that Bogan is injured. Since when? Um, now he's he's been hurt. But then why is he playing? I mean, he's out there playing. Yeah, he starts. Cause you, yeah, because you need him. But I don't know if he's he's not he's not full strength. Okay. But, he, but even with even with him being full strength, when once you get down fifteen to twenty points, you're gonna need to play faster. Like you say, he's not Marisol, but he's not he's not you know he's out there for defensive purposes. I'll take every minute that uh most space is out there. I, I'll take Bogut. Yeah, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not big on Mo. But you know you can play you can play Iguodala at the four you can play Draymond at the five. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they've been doing, you know. But as I watch Stacy uh, uh, Stephen Adams going dominating the glass, um, you know, can't and then Ibaka made an appearance. Yeah, we had we had vintage. once I seen that once I seen Ibaka get two dunks, you know, b- block a few shots. I'm like, okay, this 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 their game. Yeah, hold we on. haven't seen that in a while. Shaquille said Bogey can't run with Adams. Ah. Yeah. I, I just, if he's faster, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't know, I don't have to stop watching there 40 times, but they're in the same boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying that Adams isn't faster than him, but. No, nah, Adams, Adams runs, runs a lot better than Bogut. But I mean, no, it's, it's not, actually not that close. Adams can run and Bogut, he can't really run like that. He's not super slow, but he's, he's not a guy that's, you, I don't know if you've seen him sprint down the floor and get a dunk ever. Nah, Adams well, that, does it all the time. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that that ball ain't going down there. You know what I mean? He runs yeah. that their fast break is, is, is a three pointer. You know, it's very rare that they're, uh, throwing that ball down in there 
to um to Big Bogut. I I just like I've always been a fan of one Bogut's passing and um and the screens right, and, right, and all of that. Right, like right. I I I feel like he gets that ball. He that ball moves with with Bogut in he's there. A, yeah, he's a great passer. He sets good screens, block shots. R- reminds yeah. me a lot of like uh which one of the I really would have loved to see him in his time. Arbitus Sabonis. Yeah. Like remember when he came here and he was like thirteen knee operations yeah. in and he was passing. He looked like Magic Johnson at the top of the uh. And he still had he still had really good seasons here. Yeah, he, had, but I, well, I he heard, got here way after he was done. I man. heard he was absolutely amazing. That's that, yeah, like athletic. Yeah, and all I can imagine. But him you can see, yeah, that skill and being athletic too. Because I mean, think about it, when he got here, he was like in his mid thirties, and right. I mean, his, he couldn't even move. And like you said, still had good season. He was giving Shaq, a, you know, a, Shaq was he was no pushover for for the boy, and he was. Way past his prime at that yeah. point, but his his trick his uh his his ability to pass the ball was yeah. was was amazing yeah. for 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 a man his size. Von Von said, um, think about it. They got three active bigs: Cantor, Serge, and Adams, and KD the same height. That's a crazy lineup to contend with. It is, and it hence is. the reason I agree. So I'm thinking if I'm sitting there and they're watching, they have lineups with literally three seven footers on the floor easily you're you know big men because Serge I don't Serge I think is only like six nine but whatever the case may be he's a big man nonetheless and I got a guy like Bogey just sitting here getting 16 minutes getting 16 minutes a game I'm thinking like yo I can find I can find some uh space from DJ's looking for a way from you DJ DJ's looking for a way from you there you go DJ all right but um what was I gonna say kids boy I tell you um hey one Shakif's calling for you buddy he said, "Hey, well, get on your job, man. I, I didn't even want to tell him that you wasn't here. Didn't want to, uh, didn't want to mess it up. But Shakif is at it, boy. He's he's fine. Shakif, man, you. Should. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Shakif said that Sabonis was light years better than Bogut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Abs- absolutely. Uh, she, at at, that's 40, what we said. At forty, no. I don't, I ain't gonna go. I ain't gonna go that far. Though. He said <laughs> oh, at forty. Oh, oh, Sabonis was like that. Sabonis dude. Was, was. You know, he, he was. Um, did from correct me if I'm wrong. When you play with him, Tony was." When Tony got here, he was at the second half of his career too, though, right? Tony was fairly young. He wasn't in the second half. No. Tony had really good years here. Tony was yeah, fairly he young when he got here. But it wasn't he supposedly have been better in he, the, in Europe? No, nah, I don't I mean, know if it was competition wise, nah. but I mean in terms of like he played a lot of years. He played years pro already, but he wasn't in the second half. Tony played in the NBA a lot of years. Yeah, he played I, ten. I, I mean, I I grew up watching Tony, and also was his teammate, so he, he was here for a while. What was that like the first time that you played with somebody like that you actually were a fan of? Um, I don't know. You know, I'm always so cool and chill about everything, but you know, I, I, I did know I'm like, man, this guy is a guy, you know, I grew up a Bulls fan mm-hmm. and you know, I was a, I was a huge fan of, you know, I played against him and then he got traded to my team and I thought it was an honor. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go off topic for one second here at DJ story time. Go straight to the point. First time you line up against the boy. Well, two boys, actually. The legend and then the boy. Who's, who's, you talking about? Mike. Mike. And first time, yeah. First time you line up against Mike. It's, it's, that I guess, I mean, it was Wizards Mike, yeah, but, so but it's still Mike. It was still Mike, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Chicago Mike. It was Wizards Mike. But you don't well, want the Chicago the, Mike problem. The first, the first time Mike played when he came back and he played against my team, he had 30, but I didn't, I didn't play that game. When he was on the Wizards? Yeah, in Atlanta. He, he, he gave us 30 in Atlanta. But then, um, I forgot what he had. What uh, was wrong with you? I don't know. You know, that, my, my rookie year, whatever, I was playing some games, some games I won't. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you yeah. meant like injured. Okay. No, I've never been hurt other than my accident. Right. From playing. 
But so yeah. then the first time you step on the court and you go over the and you're standing there next to Mike, mm-hmm. what's the, I mean, I don't I don't even really remember like that. I, I do remember me trying to talk a little trash to him, and that ain't even what I do. Right. 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 I, um, he he had helped on Sharif Abdul Rahim when threw to him in the post, and Sharif threw it to me. I hit a three, and I was like, you know, that's what I do. You know, don't. You know, don't help. I told Mike, that's what yeah, you do, huh? Yeah, I did. I did. And what Mike said? And he said. Never heard of a kid? He, he went down to Florida next time. And it was like, um, he posted up on me and got an and one. He was like, that's what I that's do. That's what I do. And, and another time I tried to, I tried to cross him over. He fouled me. They ain't called no foul, but he was like, what he said to me is, I'm not Rip. You're talking about because, Rip Hamilton? Yeah, because the game, I played a game in Washington and he didn't play. I guess he was hurt. He was on the bench and I, you know, I crossed over on Rip and, um, Obviously, he, he knows the game. He's watching all the players and what they do. And he, he guess he went back today. He's like, I'm not ripped. <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and how was it? That's your only, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, kind of. Yeah. 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 And then what, about a, what about the first time you played Kobe? Um, Kobe's not that much older than me. Right. You know, and, and, and when I, um, and I guess he probably wouldn't even really Kobe right. like that yet. And when I first, when I first seen Kobe's, when I first started playing AAU in my like, the first tournament I went to, it was, it was at Maryland. And, um, and I didn't know who these guys was, but mm-hmm. the guys on my team, they like, you know, that's so and so and that's so and so. And, and it was stubborn. That's, that's Kobe. And there was another guy out there, Shaheen Holloway. I think it was Seton Hall. He actually looked like the better player that game. They was like, this, you know, this guy probably coming out of high school. He's one of the top point guards. That game, Shaheen looked better. Shaheen was coming down, dribbling, dribbling, laying the ball up. But then, you know, Kobe, you know, he had it like a dunk. And, you know, you, you can tell that he was good. And at that time, I'm like, man, I'm taller than him. I shoot better than him. I drill better than him. You know, I'm saying it in my head. So I'm not, Kobe don't want these, I didn't these say problems. it. I never said it to anybody, but I'm right. thinking it. You <laughs> right, know, right. Like he's, you know, he's six, six, athletic. You know, he don't have much range of the jump shots, crossovers a little high. I'm like, he don't do nothing that I don't do. But then when I got to the league and just to see how much better he got, he was the best player in the league and still got better like every year. And, um, I, I've really grown to, and he grew into my favorite player for a while. Cause for a while I'm like, man, I'm just as good as Kobe, if not better gotcha. skill wise. Right. But he went out, he, he just turned into a different dude. Got you. Um, getting back to the, uh, point. Um, well, I can't even remember where we picked up. Somebody got something to say over there? No, nah, no. Nah. What you want to say? He said he thinks Sabonis was rookie of the year in the league at 30. Probably so. Sabonis was a bad man, man. Yeah, I don't remember, I was, but maybe. Sabonis was a bad man. That, that Portland team was so stacked. Mm-hmm. And, but you had to be because that Lakers team was so stacked. Right. I mean, that Portland team, remember, they had guys like Bonzi Wells coming off the bench. Sean, I mean, they were so deep up front. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it was Davis, Rashid, Sabonis, Kemp. I mean, they just had big men galore. Right. You know, you know, Zach Randolph over there, like, I mean, they just, they just stayed stacked. Scotty, Steve yes, Smith. Yes, yes. Yeah. Damon Stoudemire. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. the team was stacked mm-hmm. over there. And, and, and that's how, that was life. Jermaine O'Neal couldn't there. even play. Jermaine O'Neal literally couldn't play. Yeah. Brian Grant. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Jermaine O'Neal was sitting behind Brian Grant. They, they just shipped him off because they had nothing for him. They had no, they had no place for, um, Jermaine O'Neal to play. And, you know, that's, yeah, that, that, the team was stacked. Yeah. And that was that Western Conference, boy, that you had to know. You were facing them in the first round, and then you know, then after that, another team, and then you get Sacramento, yeah. and then. But the, the the key was, then you got a free championship after that because the Eastern Conference was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, the Nets back to back years, and right. I mean, that was literally a free title it, for the longest time there. The conference finals, the Western Conference finals, 
lose the NBA Finals. But then they thought that, and then then um, Detroit stole Detroit, one. Detroit went stole one. Detroit stole yeah. one from a um, from a very old Lakers team and uh, or a dysfunctional Lakers team. Very dysfunctional yeah. and. Um, Phil, remember Phil just sitting there. That's when I was like, man, Larry, Larry Brown was running coaching circles around Phil. Phil would just sit there and they'd go on 13 0 runs and Phil would just sit there and look at him like, <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> and they'd be looking at him like, you can call a timeout. Like, Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just keep going until, until, you know, until the clock, until it's a TV but timeout or something. Going, what was going on with that team was bigger than Phil. You I think the, you got the two stars, you know, they're going through their thing. There's nothing you can do about that. Tayshawn was doing an amazing job on Kobe, boy. Yeah. His arms look like the longest arms I've ever seen in my life, and I'm sure Kobe thought so, too. He could not shoot over that boy to save his life, man. He was shooting like 30% for that series. Gary Payton couldn't throw the ball in the ocean if he tried to. Carl Malone, I think, ended up not even playing a handful of those games. And Shaq looked like he had one foot out the door. He was he was already ready to uh, – he was over it. You yeah. know what I mean? He was ready to get to Miami or wherever his next uh, destination was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, now what? So, so now what? Golden State, OKC. Let's go ahead. What, what, what's going to happen now? Tonight. What happens tonight? I, it, it's almost today. Tonight becomes pretty much must win. Um, Golden State's been here mm-hmm. twice last year, Memphis and and um, Cleveland. So they it ain't nothing they they're not used to. Um, so they got experience in that. Except this team is much better than that. This team is much better than than right. That team, this team is better, but this team can also have funks where they can go out there and get blown out by 40 by San Antonio and, or the second game where they was one lost to 28, you know, to the Warriors. So you never know when the Warriors get hot, you know, they're unstoppable. But at the same time, OKC is a really good team. So, I mean, I would like to see, I would like to see, um, I want, I wanted to go seven. Mm-hmm. I picked the Warriors in seven. I wanted to go seven. Um, you know, I would really like, to, to um, see OKC win one. Here's a question that I had, and I was talking about this during the game. I was talking with Alvin. Part of my okay, here's I'm gonna, I'm gonna just let you into my train of thought. Want KD and and, and OKC to win the series. Mm-hmm. My problem with them is I feel like if they win the series, I don't think they can beat Cleveland. See, that's that's my that's my thing too. See, I have a lot of I got a lot of reasons I want you know. At least three of these teams to win the championship. I mean, Golden State had the seventy-three wins. They got this historic year. It would be, it would be, you know, not as not as good if they did that and not win a championship. Right. You know, we got OKC with you know Kevin, who's like a little brother to me, and you know he's done so much in this league so far, and he got to the championship one time and couldn't win, and now with this team he has, not knowing if he's going to come back. If he'll have a chance to get there again, it'll be great for him to, especially the road that they would mm-hmm. have to take mm-hmm. to get here. You know, would be crazy if they can come out with a win. And then, you know, Cleveland, where you got, you know, Tyron Lewis, a good friend. Right. Of I got you. I Kevin forgot about that. And, right. You know, and also win a championship. You know, I usually, you know, that wouldn't go for Cleveland, but you know, once he took over the job, it's like I told him, I got to root for you guys now. And I forgot about Tyron Lewis aspect of the things. Um, my question is who on OKC would even guard LeBron? Um, I've seen Kevin do a good job guarding LeBron, actually. I mean, but that's what that's what Robinson's out there for. Jesus, that would get ugly. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I think, I think that that that's my problem. But, in, but how how aggressive is LeBron going to be? If you put Robinson on him, I think he'll be real aggressive in the post. I think he'd be real aggressive. Yeah. That's what I would think. Robinson's you know? a, a really good defender. Yeah, I mean, now, but how much? I mean, how much weight is he giving up to him? He's giving up the weight. That's 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 right. where the problems gonna come in. 
I mean, the thing with Iguodala is that he's quick and strong. He's not as strong as LeBron, obviously, but well, I mean, they, he's not no slouch. I'm sure they'll be okay if they if they're going to keep throwing the ball to LeBron in the post the whole game, and kind of you know not letting Kyrie do what he do and do let Love do what he do. Now, and if they run a if they run a pick and roll, I'm pretty sure they're comfortable with Serge switching out on LeBron. Okay, well, I, you know, we'll see. The, the, um, again, I, I hope for. I'm interested. What do you expect to happen tonight then? I expect um go to state to, to um get 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 the game back. So wait, let me Mark, let me ask you real quick. You don't think a team that beat a sixty seven win Spurs team in six and would beat the Golden State Warriors, you don't think they could beat the Cavaliers? DJ, please tell this man and A one, you already know this matchups. It's just I mean matchups make all the difference in the world. Okay, see, just for some reason find ways to ways to lose to LeBron's teams. That they, they were do. they were the favorite to win in Miami. Against Miami. That first time they went and they lost. I mean, A1, like, you know, as well as certain teams, you you know, Golden State and OKC, Golden State wants to play up to Temple and outscore you. OKC can run with them. It's not that bad of a matchup for them. You know what I mean? The Spurs, they the, the OKC is so much more talented than the Spurs that, you know, it's just a matter of them getting to play the right plan of basketball to beat them. But when you look on paper, if you don't have anybody who physically matches up with somebody, then it just doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? If LeBron, if you don't have anybody who can slow LeBron down or stay in front of him, that's just a bad matchup for you. But uh, only thing, if, if that series were to take place, is we would have to see a lot of Delhi and a lot of Shumper. Because with Kyrie, with Kyrie trying to guard Westbrook, Westbrook is, is not going to happen. And what's wrong with Durant guarding LeBron? Durant can guard LeBron. Robinson can guard LeBron. One, LeBron's really not going to post up the whole game. You don't want to get KD in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Start with that. And two, start with just one. I mean, you just don't want to get KD in foul trouble. I mean, you can't have KD guarding that man. It's very rare you see the, you know, the elite player on the other team guarding the other one elite player just for that. You know, he picks up two fouls in the first quarter. Then what? KD can guard LeBron. KD, KD can use his length and guard LeBron. He just got to stay out of foul trouble. And, and the record, LeBron's record versus KD is ugly. It's ugly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 not pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't have the exact number, but I know the record is ugly. The stats are ugly. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not a good look for the boy all the way around. And aside from the T. Lou thing, which I got you, cool. That's your man. That's my man. Um, I'd be sick if Cleveland won. I ain't even gonna lie to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I I can't I can't even lie to you. Um, just because I I couldn't even imagine how much we would have to hear again. And and the thing is, I, I tell you, people say. I don't have any problem with LeBron, and it's not that I don't I don't have any hate for LeBron. It's the LeBron fans. It, it's it's the fans who act like this dude is just they're the most annoying fan. Like like the Redskins. I don't have a problem with the Redskins. It's the Redskins fans yeah. they get on your damn nerves. That you know what I mean. That are just so far out of touch with reality that it, uh you know I don't know. We got two people who said Robinson can guard LeBron. And there's only two people. I agree with you. <laughs> there are two people in the world who think that Robertson nah, I mean, can guard can go I, I agree. I agree you make them. three? I agree with them. I mean, not, nobody can stop him. No, no, no. I don't, I don't Robertson's mean. Robertson's an elite defender. That's why he starts in the NBA because he can do nothing offensively. I mean, he's nah. might be the worst two guy in the league. But I think that there's certain guys in the league that remember like when in the Shaq era was if you were serious, you had to have this, this size center. To match up with him, you know, it didn't they didn't even have to be good, mm-hmm. but you had to have somebody who met the seven foot, two eighty plus criteria. I feel like now in the LeBron era, it's been that way. And the person, Carroll, mm-hmm. 
a big three who can move their feet. Artest, mm-hmm. a big three who can move their feet. Um, Eagle, like, it's a requirement if you're going to want to stop LeBron. Somebody needs to be within 20 pounds of this guy and the same skill set. Not necessarily because LeBron is not down there pounding guys all game. No, but he's running them over. Yeah, he's going to run. He's going to run. He runs big men over. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it gets uglier with uh, the smaller the person you, know, you put when, on when him. When you got a guy out there whose sole purpose is to stop you, mm-hmm. that, that's all he got to do. That's all he could put his energy. He has to put his energy towards. Then that's what you need for a guy like him. I really wonder what LeBron we're going to get in the finals. Though. I think it's going to be a completely different LeBron than what we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is get me there, LeBron, and I and I got it from there, LeBron. You expect to see him still doing this, deferring to Kyrie? You, you really think he's going to go to the NBA Finals and and play backseat to Kyrie Irving? Kyrie's been playing well. And, he has. And, and Kyrie can score the ball. Yes, he can. Kyrie can yes, probably he can. score easier than LeBron can. No, pro- probably. It's, that, I, to me, that's a no. That's a no brainer. Yeah. I, I think offensively, if I have to draw up a play, play for one of the two, I'm drawing up for Kyrie all, all day long before I draw it up for um LeBron. Um. Anything else you want to say about that before we get into the rest of the part yeah, of the show? Um, Va- Vaughn brought up something which I wanted to talk about. He, um, where is it? The Bradley Bill. He wants the max. Does he, does he deserve it? Does he get it? And here, and here we go again to, to get back to the point earlier in the show or to, to last show really. And people were asking, what's the problem with East? And there's your answer. You know what I mean? Like th- there's your answer. If, if the Wizards think that you would now have a, backcourt with two max players in it and you're still not even relevant you, you know what i mean meanwhile out west teams like the spurs are grabbing with marcus aldridge you, you, you know what i mean bradley beal on the spurs golden state clippers uh oh golden state okc he's at best on any of those teams the fourth best player right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so so it's just like if the Eastern Conference is going to keep doing this, we're giving these B, maybe C-level players max deals. Meanwhile, out West, they're grabbing A and B-level players and bringing them off the bench. It, it, the, the divide is going to stay there. And, and the sad fact is, is he going to, I don't know if he'll get max, but no matter what, the fact that that's a discussion is ridiculous. Going back to what we said. Mike is, you know, on the Western Conference, they grab a guy like Mike off the street. Mike is three times the player Bradley Beal is. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So here's a team, the Rockets, that already has Dwight Howard, James Harden, Trevor Areza, and they add Mike Beasley for damn near free. And in the East, you're making, you're building a team around Bradley Beal. Um, you, 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 you'll never, you know what I mean? Like, you'll never win a title like that. Never. They chimed and said, based on the two guys in the league and what they're getting paid, you have to pay. Everybody's here's the thing with basketball, especially here on Wizards. That that word you have to pay them. And then when the people get paid, two years later, nobody remembers where that money, you know what I mean? Yeah. Two years ago was you have to pay Gortat, right? You have to pay Gortat. I mean, what what centers are making, he's a tall, he's a big man. You have to give Gortat his money. If the Wizards don't sign Gortat, that's everything that's wrong. Fast forward three years, everybody Find a fan who says, you know, everybody's like, I don't know what, where got Gortat got that money from. Hey, one, am I wrong? No, you, you're right. It, but, but I would say, I would, nobody that's, remembers. That's what I was kind of arguing about Whiteside last week, though. Like, and, you and it's going to be the same thing. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. When Whiteside um, makes his hundred million, well, and somebody's going to be saying, well, I don't, I don't know where he got this hundred million from. Like, <laughs> so where, where, I, where, I, 
where I'm different there is I believe you got to pay big men. Um, I was with them paying Gortat because as a big man, as a center, Gortat does everything. And Gortat just played well. Just yeah, well. Gortat does everything. But you know, know, still, you got to well, but but have a team around. He didn't get the max. Oh, okay. He didn't get the he, max. No, he, 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 he got, he's he got, not playing for free. No, he's not playing for free. <laughs> I mean, and what's he at, like 70 or 80? It's something. It was, it was like 70 or 60, something yeah, like right. that. But Gortat would, would go to another team and get that. He can it, he, he can play. But just the way they play, they don't, they're not a team that's just throwing the ball to Gortat. It's about John Wall. It's mm-hmm. about Bradley Beal. He does what what he's asked to do. I believe on that team. So so let's let's just review. So, hold on, let me read two more comments ahead, after after the you have to pay him. Um, the next one is um, Beal is not consistent enough to get the max. Bradley Beal is not a max player. Make an All Star game first, and he can't stay on the court. Definitely right. can't stay on the court. Both both with both of them guys. But here's what happens all up and down the East Coast, then, right? When playoff time comes, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. When playoff time comes, that's when Bradley Beal steps up. So that's what he's like because he, he had a, he didn't have because he's been off year. all year. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't he, played he didn't have a good year, year last year. Then playoff time comes, Wall gets hurt, and he's, he's rested like hell. He's putting up these numbers, and now mm-hmm. he's like, it's time to pay me. But, correct me if I'm wrong, DJ, and you know this is right. All up and down the East Coast, every city, every talk show. Every every local radio station, everybody has the same conversation with A, B, and C. You have to pay this guy. You have to pay that guy. This guy you have to pay. And then this whole collection of players come, and then you look up, and these are the three players. You had to pay John Wall, Max, because somebody will. Okay? You have to pay Bradley Bill, Max, because somebody else will. Okay? Gortat's a solid center, so you have to pay Gortat his money. And then your big three is Bradley Bill, John Wall, Martin Gortat. And then you take that big three, and you and you... And you match that up with all the rest of the big threes, and then you realize you now have the 17th best big three in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, am I wrong? Like, that's, that's how it is. And, 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 and in Chicago, it's, you have to give Jimmy Butler's money. Yeah, you do have to give Jimmy Butler's money. You have to give Joakim Noah's money. Like, yeah, you do have to give Joakim Noah's money. And you gotta get, and then you look up, and you have the 16th best big three. And, and then in Toronto, you gotta give Kyle Lowry's money. Yeah, you gotta well, give Kyle Lowry's well, money. You gotta give, you know, we got Paul Gasol over there. Right. But the point is, it, it's, you know, gotta give Kyle Lowry's money. Yeah, you do. You gotta give DeMar DeRozan's money. Yeah, you do. Bismarck, you, you guys play, you gotta give him his money. <laughs> and then you look up and it's like, yo, this big three is garbage. You, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but everybody based on this, you gotta give them their money until you realize that there's a team that has, you know, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. There's a team that has, Oak, uh, that has, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant on the team. There's a team that has Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James on the team. Your big three don't even, your best player isn't as good as their third best player. So what are you doing? Nothing. You, they, you know, you, for a while, them guys felt like they were the best backcourt in the league. Yeah. And I mean, you look at Miami, gotta give Grodzik his money, right? Yeah. I guess you gotta give Grodzik money. Gotta give Dwayne Wade his money. Yeah. Gotta give Baj his money. Yeah. What does that big three get you? I think it healthy, but that but that three healthy. They're they're they're, they're okay. And and, they're and, and it's all up and down. Alvin, tell me what your situation is in Charlotte. It's the same thing. Whether it's got to give Kimball Walker his money. Yeah, got to give Kimball Walker his money. Then Batum, he played good. Yeah, you know, got to make sure we keep him. And then you know whatever. Oh, Big Al or whoever else. Hey, we got to give him his money. Da da da. And then you look up again, and you now have the twenty third best big three in in basketball. But everybody, you have to give them their money because if not, somebody else is going to give it to them. And that's what the Eastern Conference is, is a bunch of just random big threes making a lot of money. And you're absolutely right. Somebody will give Bradley Bill the money. And then four years from now, we'll be acting like, why the hell does Bradley Bill make $18 million a year? Nobody will remember that you had to give him that money. Nobody ever remembers until when they start trading these people and they start dumping salaries. That Three years later from now, they start trading people for players who don't even exist. 
literally just trying to get rid of your salary. I'll They're just giving you away. If Bradley Beal got max money, buddy. No, again, max, right under max. The point is way more. He's going to get paid. He's yeah. going to get paid, but max money. I, I'll be really surprised if he got the max. Yeah, and and, and uh, again, as a Wizards fan, you got to say you got to pay Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, John Wall, two max players or two close to max players on your team. What does that backcourt guarantee you? If those two are healthy, you're guaranteed with them. Four seed in the East. They Third seed in the East. Right. So I'm being <laughs> optimistic. Right. So I'm 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 granting them five spot five uh, spot jump. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So, but again, realistically, with that team healthy and Gortat healthy, and he, you know Otto Porter being a little bit better than he was at best case scenario, a fourth place team with no shot in hell of beating the, the Cavs. Not a shot in hell of beating mm-hmm. the Cavs. You know, and I don't think you beat a healthy um Heat team in three. So uh, Vaughn you know, says seventeen points per game, no way. But then Vaughn, as as his agent, what they're going to do is look up his um. What did he average in the playoffs? And that's what they're going to take in there because that's what they feel like counts. And they're going to take somebody else's contract in there and put it in there and, and say, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler just signed and he didn't. He, Jimmy Butler just got paid, right? Yeah. And then you take those numbers and you. I mean, I think Jimmy Butler's way better than uh, or not. I think he's better, and I think he's done more. Yeah, he's a top defensive player, and he's he's the best player in the team. Then. Right. Yeah. You, you know, so I mean, up and down. That, that's 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 what I see is the problem in the Eastern Conference is that the Western Conference is they're getting guys like David West, Michael Beasley, guys to come over there and play for damn near free, mm-hmm. who can really play basketball. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And then you got guys in the Eastern Conference who are slightly above average. If we're playing NBA two K. 2K, they're 83s, mm-hmm. and they're getting 83 million. You, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that—that's the difference. Lon said he'll take Butler over um, Bradley in a heartbeat. I would too. Everybody would. I—I—I sure. I, I, I would too. But until until you start getting the Eastern Conference to, you know what? What it'll take? How about Paul George and Melo get on the same team and grab one other person? Right. Jimmy Butler. How about that? How about those three get on the same team? That, and let's start talking about some real big threes that can contribute. But in these, 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 all these threes that we just named, they don't stand a shot in hell versus LeBron, Love, and Irving. None. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we can't, we can't talk, start talking serious as long as your one isn't as good as our three. But then, but then if, if they keep doing that, how does that help the league? Hey, you know what? At least maybe we just have six good teams that, that you can legitimately, you know what I mean? That we just have, you know, maybe the rest of the team is complete useless, but we, at least we have six players, six teams that you'd be like, man, that's, you know, Paul George, Mello, and Dwayne Wade on the same team, or, you know, Chris Paul comes over here, and Paul George and Mello and Chris Paul on the same team. That's a team. You, you know, that's a real big three. It's yeah. not Bradley Beal, John Wall, and Gortat. You know, we're talking about real big threes. Other than that, it's just a bunch of people signing together. I'm uh, making. Hey, watch out! You got nothing over. Yeah, but um, go ahead. Yeah, that made me forget what I was gonna say. Raptors built their team, so there's still hope. They two wins away from the finals. Then there's the <laughs> yeah. And in Eastern Conference, somebody's always gonna be four wins away from the finals. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, what I mean, if, always, if, if, yeah. if you if you eliminate the Raptors, then we would be saying right now, who would have been the Heat or? Miami Heat are four wins away from the final. Uh, last year, okay, by that standard, last year the Hawks were four games away from the NBA Finals, right? Yeah. And anybody who saw that team, they had four wins away from no damn ring. Yeah. You know, they're not even close to a ring. And, and the year before that, you know, the Wizards were, and they were a couple games away from the NBA Finals, right? They're not close to no damn finals. 
those four wins away from the NBA Finals, from winning a Finals ring, is as close as me and you are. You know what I mean? Like, you're not really close. In theory, you're close because you're playing, but that, that's that's about it. Yeah. That, that's, that's about it. Um, There was one thing. I, I forgot what I was going to say about... um. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, um, that was good. That was good. You want to you ready to get into the uh, yeah, other part? Go. That's good. Right. Well, for just to keep it into a sports talk frame, uh, I sent DJ. We went through all positions, and I picked five names from each position. Four names, right? Four names four. from – Four three, names. Only three centers, though. Three centers. You want to add J.O.? You can add J.O. Nah. Okay. My bad. Sorry, bro. Okay. <laughs> I sent DJ a list of five players for each position. Excuse me, I keep messing up. Four players from each position, and asked him to rank them. Some players who were pretty much similar. Uh, one player who's still playing, and a player from the generation before us. And to say uh, more like DJ's peers, I would say. So, with that being said, we'll start at the point guard positions. And the four names I sent you. This is actually the, the this was the hardest one for me. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna let DJ go, then I'm gonna go, and then I'm gonna let you guys. You want to say the names or? I'm gonna tell the names. Okay, yeah. And then so and and, and then and then you can tell me your order going from four, three, two, one. And uh, you guys can go ahead and um, you know, chime in out there and let let us know what you guys um think. So at the point guard position, this was the hardest one for me. I don't know about you. This was the hardest one for me, and and I'm emotionally invested. Baron Davis. Steve Francis, um, Gilbert Arenas, mm-hmm. and Stephon Marbury. Okay. So my, this one was hard. Real hard. Yeah. Did my, this one make you go look at numbers? Yeah. Most of these, I, I, I was just going to come in here and not look at no numbers and just say, okay, I know this guy could do this. I know this guy could do mm-hmm. that and go like that. But most of these, I, I had to look up numbers for these. Okay. And I don't usually do that. Um, my fourth was Baron Davis. Me too, my man. Yeah. Starting off on the right page. Yeah. Hard, right? Yeah. Uh, with Baron, sixteen for his career, sixteen, seven assists, and almost four rebounds for his career. And it led the league in steals twice. Yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed that. Led the league in steals twice. To me, I w- what I wanted to do in my head. I don't know if it's just me because how much I love basketball. I have an imaginary basketball game running in my head at all times, and and it was based off of. How this all started. One, I just love basketball. And I can tell you, and this is one of the things that I actually would take this opportunity to say thank you for. And it's the benefit of having being a friend with you and others in this area. The best, I've seen more professional sporting events than I could ever count on, thanks to you and other friends who have professional athletes. And the best thing that I've seen is those pickup games up at Maryland, where I'm at a pickup basketball game and there's Michael Beasley, Kevin Durant, DeMar. Ty Lawson, Nolan Smith, Grievous Vasquez, um, Bobby. Just more on, there's all, there's McDonald's All Americans sitting on the sideline who can't even get into this basketball games. And you were seeing real basketball. No refs, seeing what people can do, who's, how can I forget? My man Byron Mouton, a, you know, a, a, a real, uh, player. Well, I never played, which was kind of weird to me. But, um, Terrell Stoglin, like, and watching John Wall. And watching these games and just seeing real basketball and guys going at it, not politics, not trying to draw the foul and da da da, just real basketball and and it's beauty. It's a beauty. Yeah. And and I will again say thank you for opening that door for us to even see that. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the point, 
in my head, I always have this imaginary basketball game running in my head where it's it's just based off the skill set and what this person can do. So when I watch the when I look at these names, I'm thinking like in this imaginary pickup game in my head, B Diddy would be a problem, man. Absolutely. I mean, this guy could. He was dumb, strong, mm-hmm. very explosive, mm-hmm. um, crossover ridiculous, and his numbers don't indicate it so much from the shooting percentage wise. But he could shoot. He's a streak. He's kind of cut from the J.R. Smith cloth of you know streaky mixed with a lot of bad shots. Yeah. But he could shoot. He did everything. He did. Yeah. He, he definitely did. So but I had him four, okay. which was tough. Go ahead. Um, third for me was Steve. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Not a problem with that. I. I. Again, to be honest with you, any. Any. Any list you had here, I would have been fine, except right. for number one. I thought number. I feel like number one was unanimous. Right. But um. So then, okay, go ahead. Give me your two before I. Before I ask uh, the questions. I was saying Steve was eighteen five and six. It just um. It just stopped all of a sudden. It just suddenly just stopped. Um. I don't know what happened. Was it? You know, he didn't. It wasn't long enough that he. You know, he had his room. Two was Steph. Right. Okay. Good. So. So we're we're pretty much the same then. Um, tell me your difference between what it is you think Steph had over Steve. And and everybody out there, you chime in and let me know because now, now we'll just break this down here. Steph, Steve. Um, Steph, Steph just for a longer period of time, you know, Steph just was consistent with he's going to get you twenty twenty one. He's going to get you eight assists. I don't, he, he did that for a longer period of time. I don't want to compare careers. I want to talk about the best Steph Marbury versus the best Steve. Like, it, you know both of those players' games. Is there one part of their game that you think is where you would say that these guys are playing in this imaginary pickup game that we have in my head? See, well, but, we, but we can't we can't do because some, some my best games are probably those pickup games too. Mm-hmm. No, and no, I'm other just, ones, not ones ones that you didn't see, but we're talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking set. about their careers. I'm, I'm talking about skill set. Well, we well, we can't put them in positions then, because if you put them in position as a point guard, I got to judge them as a point guard. And if we're talking about a pickup game, I can't, you know, put their them being a point guard, you know. Okay, well then that who, way. So basically, you're saying the only difference you see between Steph and Steve is but, is is that. Is that um Steph just did it longer, which I which is true. That's Steve, not even up for debate. Steve Steve is more Steve is more athletic, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph shot it better, but Steph can finish at the rim also. Just not as explosive as Steve. Um, they Steph probably passed a little better. Steph, yeah, mm-hmm. Steph. You know, Steph was passed Steph, a little bit more. Yeah, he passed <laughs> more. that was. I mean, his. I mean, he was he was a scorer, but you know, he he made plays mm-hmm. and um. I think he was a better ball distributor. Yeah. Steph was a better bar distributor. Yeah, he was. And um I mean Steph since he was in the kid the kid and coming into high school, he was always, you know, the top point guy. Mm-hmm. That's just who he was. Steve came out of nowhere with that this he did. super athleticism, these crazy handles. And as quick as he came, as quick as he left. And you and at, at, for a stretch there was nothing nobody can can do with Steve. Nope. Absolutely right. His handles were ridiculous, his bounce was ridiculous, he could shoot. But um, even too damn much. But even after, even after Steph, you know, even after Steph, I I went on teammate. I went on a team with Steph in New York, where we were. Um, they were they were a losing team, traded. You know, Steph came in and you know he we turned that thing around and got to the AFC to the playoffs. And you know he was, 
he was a leader and he he played some big games for us. And even after he left the NBA, he goes to China and, and still winning championships because, you know, it's the kind of player he is. So I had to put him ahead of Steve. <laughs> she keeps saying Juan is still trying to figure out how Steve Blake stole his life. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and, um, yes, and obviously Gilbert. Gilbert was top of my list on this one. Just Kabachi, man. Yeah, I mean, and he and he. I, I wish he could have did it longer. I mean, his kind of stopped too with an incident he had and injuries. It's just his peak was a lot higher than this. He's yep. after, he's after thirty points yep. a game. Thirty know, plus. Yeah. He his peak. All four of those guys' careers, I feel like, just fell off the face of the earth way too fast. Baron couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. With the back, and I'm thinking a lot of that had to do with him just weight trouble. Yeah. But I mean, three of the most explosive guys that you, that you four of the most explosive guys, mm-hmm. um, a dunk mix of Baron Davis and Steve Francis is going to have so many bodies on there that it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And crossovers, I mean, that's that's a hell of a four right there. Yeah. That 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 is a that is a dream team and one. I mean, a mixtape four right there. You know that yeah. that was a uh, that was a very impressive. We actually got hit that right on the head, um, surprisingly. Um, okay. We, I, you, you had, um, Steve and Steph in the same place? I did. I did. And, and I was prepared to go. The only thing that I was unanimous was with when I looked at it was Gilbert one. Yeah. That was the only thing that was a lock for me. Um, I, I, when I first did it, I had B Diddy four. And then I was, when I went and started looking at the numbers, and I'm just like, this dude did it. The, the problem with me was Steve. Steve's high was seven assists. And, um, like you said, it, 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 the window was three years. You know, it was like a three year window. Yeah. And Steve's numbers don't do him justice in terms of, if you look at his numbers, you say you just for three years, a guy averaged 21, seven and five. And okay. Mm-hmm. But he was better than that. Yeah. But Steve also, Steve also, you know, got in a, you know, a unique situation. One, I wish, I, I say it all the time, I wish I could have got to Houston where Rudy just basically let them. Go let them Play ISO, him and the Kat. whole game. Him and Cat, and even Mucci Norris. You know, they play ISO the whole, the whole game, and them are one-on-one players, and it allowed them to, you know, really show what they can do. And most most teams don't let you play like that. What's that right there, sir? Steph is a shoot point guard. Okay. Um. Yeah. Shooting guards now. Reggie, Ray, Joe Johnson, and Clyde. Okay. And me. Um, so four, four was Joe Johnson for me. That was, yes, I agree. I'm with you there. Okay. Anything you want to say on that or just, um, that was, I mean, his, his career is 17, four and four. Um, there's just a, a, a rough list for him. I mean, Joe, <laughs> right, right, right. Joe can probably, Joe can create a shot better than all them guys himself. You know, agree, agree, agree. Guys can handle the ball. Agreed. Bigger guy can post. He can create a yes. shot for himself. He's just you know a little cool and a little slow. And these guys, they just had better career. And he was a better distributor than all of them too. Yeah, Joe could play the one. Right, but that comes with him being able to handle the ball. Correct. Go um, ahead. Three for me was Reggie. Got you, my man. Was when it was going. What we're we gonna do? So right. we're still on the same page. Right, and you know, I I grew up a huge Reggie Miller fan. If you're um, a shooter, you should. Yeah. And you know he's the clutch shots. He's his toughness. This I was I was a huge regimental fan. So putting him three is kind of kind of rough. But I had to go to the numbers. Two was Clyde for me. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I switched. Okay. And Clyde. I mean Clyde and Clyde had a better 
Kind of, I mean, Clyde, Clyde won a, won a championship keep, Don't late. do that. She keeps the Joe Johnson bum. Don't do that. Go ahead. Clyde won a championship late with Houston. Um, he, Clyde had a, Clyde had a, a nice stretch itself. He was, you know, 20, 25s, you know, 27s, you know, pretty consistent through his career. Um, five, five, um, 5.6 assists, six rebounds. But Ray, Ray for his career was 19, three and four. But for, for a long stretch, you know, Ray was over 25. People forget that night. Ray was Jesus. That, like, yeah. that. A lot of people forget the one year in Seattle. He was a monster in Seattle. Monster yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. But people forget that Ray, were, were, the, were these other guys, Reggie's a shooter. They're all the, there's three, no, two of the greatest shooters of all league, yeah. uh, of all time. But Ray was a real two guard. Ray, Ray put right. the ball on the floor, dribbled, right. dunk on you. Right. Like, Ray wasn't just an elite shooter. Ray scored. And that's what I took into consideration because, you know, now we, we, we see Ray just as a shooter, but he, he wasn't. Like I said, Ray averaged 25 points a game when he was in Seattle for his career. And, um, once, you know, once he got to Boston and Miami, you know, his numbers kind of slowly but surely went down and, and it messed up his overall average. But right, right, right. Peak Ray, no, you know, was over 25 points a game. Easy. I, I had, um, I had, I had Ray, I had Clyde one. Ray too, but you know what? I'll go with your list. I'll take I'll take Clyde. Excuse me. I'll take I'll take Ray because because I, I feel like he was much better at creating his own shot right. than than Clyde was. Um, Clyde was Clyde was a slasher. I, you know, because he wasn't mm-hmm. a, he wasn't a spot up shooter, mm-hmm. and he wasn't much of a dribbler either. Not at all. So you know, with, with that combination, I guess it's pretty impressive to be getting that many points that he was getting. Right. I mean, the guy could fly out. Fly. The thing is, he he can fly. You know, he get the ball, put his head down, and just go straight right the whole time. But he played amazing he body played, control. He played in a league where there, there there wasn't a lot of two guys. It was him and Mike. There was no other really good two guys like that, and nobody can match his size and athleticism. Yeah, he, him and him and Mike were ahead of their time in terms yeah. of being size and athleticism wise. Yeah. While while the rest of the league was out there trotting out. Brent Prices and, and Greg Elos at the two and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These guys were real athletes, right. you know, like today type athletes. Like right. Clyde and Mike would still be considered athletic by today's standards. Right. You know, I mean, he he could flat out, he could flat out uh, fly. This thing's about to cut off. Let me uh, go before we go to the three. Then yours will probably go. I think the longest it lets you go is um, one thirty. People are not loving. Um, people are not loving Joe Johnson. <laughs> Joe Johnson is not getting. Uh, not getting much love. But it's a rough list to put Joe on. Um, yeah, it is. I, that I, that was kind of uh, not nice to Joe. But 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 what's what's funny about it is if if we looking at it and when you say you think of a pickup game, mm-hmm. Joe will absolutely destroy these guys. Can nobody? Neither neither of the other three would beat Joe in a one on one game. He he win easily. I agree. I agree. I mean Reggie Reggie is like a. You don't want to be disrespectful and say uh, and say he's one dimensional, but I mean he is. <laughs> I mean he was he was he was a shooter. That, yeah. that, that that that's what he was. I mean now he, he's a clutch shooter and and you know probably the most clutch one of the you know most clutch shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. But um you know his skill set, Joe's skill set is definitely he could do way more than, than Reggie Miller could. Right. But it'd be disrespectful to say that Joe Johnson is better than Reggie Miller. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, you know, so um, you you put him on the list. He's on there for a reason. Yeah, no, nah, abs- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. 
Now, the small forwards, which is also a lot of uh, interesting, uh, interesting um, names on the small forward list. So get to that small forward list. Mello, Paul Pierce, Tracy McGrady, and Dominique. Okay. Um, Real quick, what's your criteria again for getting on this list? No, just names that I picked that were close. I mean, I can't put these are names that debatable. You know, just like the those four point guards that I named were all similar. You right. know what I mean? So that 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 that's what it was. So next week when I do it, it might be Kid Nash, Stockton, just similar names. Okay. Okay. Um, four for me was T Mac. Um, nineteen six career, four point four assists, five point three, five point six rebounds. Um, and my thing with his his stretch that he had was as good as anybody's. T Mac was hard, man. T Mac uh, was hard for me. Absolutely, but you know his, his stretch he had was like I said, good as anybody's. It just ended so fast. Um, and and I felt like he he played in a lot of um, garbage, you know, garbage, garbage, <laughs> losing basketball. Um, right. Um, averaging thirty, team had a chance, not hadn't had a chance of doing anything. He just is out there scoring a lot of points. Um, but nonetheless, he scored those points. And he did it he, for a few years. He was one of the best at doing it. Talent wise, he could be probably the best. Right, that's the, right. So I mean, because again, in this in this imaginary pickup game in my head, I, I don't got T Mac taking a back seat to too many people. You know what I mean? Nah, talent wise, right. talent wise, T Mac, you know, could have been you know as, as good as Kobe. And also, talent wise, so convinced they they just didn't have what Kobe had. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, third for me was Paul Pierce. Tough, another tough one. And when you went, when you went, did you go look at his numbers? I looked at it. Pretty surprising. Yeah. He had like a good seven, eight years, yeah. well north of 20 points. Yeah, he's well long, north. Yeah, he's, his career is still 20. Yeah. You know, and that's with a lot of garbage years four, at the end six, there. You know, almost six rebounds. Um, and for a while, you know, he didn't always play on winning teams too, but you know, he, he stuck in there and, you know, he got one, but he was, he was pretty consistent, you know, in, you know, in the twenties, mid twenties. Um, had some losing teams, had some winning teams. Wasn't really relevant until the big three came there. But here, here's my thing is when they did come there, he went toe to toe with Kobe in that finals and held his own. Guarded him mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. hit his shots. Like he, you know, he, he went to battle with him. I mean, I'm not here to say Paul Pierce is better than Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But you know, he, he went to battle with him and lived to tell about it and left with the ring. He did. I mean, he had, he also had Ray and he also right, had right, Kevin. right. And the young Rondo, I mean, when they, when they won it, Rondo wasn't Rondo yet. Rondo was just their guy because they traded everybody else to right. KG. Right. Go ahead. Um, second was Dominique for me. Um, and Dominique had an amazing career, scored a lot of points, did it for a lot of years. I didn't realize he averaged almost 30 with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Um, and, but him and, him and Melo numbers are almost identical. It's just I feel like Melo was one for me. Melo is is and what both of them do. Both of them are scores, and Melo is just a better scorer than me. Um, he he doesn't he's not as athletic as Dominique, but you know he has a lot of dunks on people. It's not like Dominique, but Melo's a lot better shooter. Mm-hmm. Melo handles the ball better. Melo posts up better. Dominique was just you know he's quick, and he. You know, he played just the same thing with Clyde Drexler and Mike. You know, they played in an era where they were just way more athletic than everybody else. 
So they can get to the rim and just basically jump and you'll have to foul them or they'll dunk on you. And Melo just is a lot more skilled. He's a lot more skilled than, um, a lot more skilled than Dominique. And by their numbers being almost identical and him being more skilled, that's why I gave Melo the edge. Notice on that list, not a lot of defense. Not I mean, Paul Pierce is not the only person on that team who wouldn't make the all no defense team. I'd, I'd be okay. Like, I mean, Paul wasn't, you know, by that, by that list, he's Bruce Bowen. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like him and Melo's pretty similar. I've seen Melo when he wants to right. really lock down somebody, but just about wanting to. Yeah, which apparently doesn't happen too often. Yeah. But, um, my list, very similar. I had Tracy, I had Tracy three. Um, excuse me. I had Tracy four. Then I went with, um, Paul Pierce, then Melo, and I had Dominique one. But you know what? Everything you said is right. And I, th- I think mine was more out of respect, respect, yeah, and legacy, yeah. A- and you just kind of want to be like. But again, if we're just talking about skill set, Melo can do more than Dominique could. Yeah. Dominique, human highlighter, he he, na- he earned that name. It, yeah. it wasn't just just handed it to him. He, he earned every bit of it. And that dude scored a lot of points for a long time. And right. Dominique Wilkins' legacy would be a lot different if there wasn't a guy named Michael Jordan. Right. You you know what I mean? So that that was more of my thinking. That I mean. A lot different. Whereas though, Dom, it would be like Dominique with two or three MVPs, you you know, and maybe a trip to the final. Well, no, his team was god awful. So I mean, it was never in change of that. But uh, I mean, we we'd have been talking about Dominique. I think he finished like four, four or five different times. He finished two to Michael in scoring titles. Yeah. You know what I mean? He would have had a lot of scoring titles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have no problem with Melo one power forward. Another little tricky list. Um, but I think we might be identical on this. Rashid, Powell, C Webb, Sean Kemp. Okay, um, I can run through this one quick. Rashid was four for me. Kent was three. Powell was two. C-Web was one. Surprisingly, Rashid numbers wasn't nowhere near as good I knew that, as, as the player that he, he I was. I knew that, though. I knew that. I mean, he never, one, he was never a volume scorer. He, he was never a, he the reason, didn't take a lot of shots. No. And when he did it later in his career, they were all, uh, three pointers. Yeah. And with him spending a majority of his time at the three point line, that cost you a lot of, um, rebounds. rebounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the fact remains that he was a, he was an elite defender. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? An elite big man defender. And all the coaches used to rave about how smart of a point guard he was on the defensive end right. and, you know, and getting the assignments right. But his, I mean, I knew his numbers. He's a guy that his numbers definitely don't do him justice. Yeah. But he was, and like we said though, he was a big man who actually, he could shoot the three, legit, mm-hmm. and he legit had footwork. Mm-hmm. You know, so and he could defend. He could do it. He could do. Yeah, no, he could, he could do. He could he do it all. Never the man. He was never the man, mm-hmm. and I I think he's one of those guys who was the who did sacrifice a lot for the team. Right. I I, I, I feel like he could have played losing basketball somewhere and racked up some a ridiculous amount of stats, but he played. I agree. Team basketball on, on you know on the Pistons team. Mm-hmm. And also on that Portland team, and and I think he really was about winning. I agree. Um. Then you said you had Kemp. I was um really surprised by Kemp. Well, not not surprised because I actually come to think about it, I think Kemp was a lot more highlight reel, and he was ahead of his time when we talk about athleticism. But in terms of a finished product, it was a raw. That was raw, man. No, but later on in his career, Kemp really did develop a um a nice mid range shot when he was like three and some change. When he went out in Cleveland and he no, was he, huge. He, 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 even before that, and um, when they made it to the finals, when they when they um played the Bulls, he 
he wasn't just highlights. I mean, his highlights was was early. Then he started to, you know, really, you know, knock knock down a mirror and shot. He's a better shot blocker than I than I realized too. When I went and looked at his numbers, to realize he was up there blocking two two and a half shots a game. I, I you know, that's rare nowadays for a power forward. You about to cut off there too. Um, I don't know why. We'll let you start. Put it back up. After I cut off and put it back up. The time. Now you good luck getting out of there. Hit that thing up there that says done. Oh yeah, see I can't get back in. <laughs> um, hold on for one second while we let DJ's people get back in. A one, we over there? Everything's good. Okay. Um, Go ahead. going back up, pal. You had pal three. Excuse me, Powell 2? Powell was 2. Powell, here's what I what I got to thinking. Powell, good career, very skilled, big, and legit big at that. 7, not just 7, 7, 1. Mm-hmm. Good passer, very soft touch from the, uh, from the elbow. But then I got to thinking, what can Powell do that Rashid can't? Um, he's, he's more of a, his 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 post his post work is different. Whereas though Rashid, he likes to power. He likes to fade away more though. No, no, Rashid's more athletic. He'll he'll dunk if he has the space. But mm-hmm. if he catches the ball in the post, Rashid's not going to left hook, right hook. Rashid's going to shoot fadeaways because he shoots the ball high. He has that touch. He likes to go off the glass a lot, like kind of like what Tim Duncan used to do. But Powell, back on or not? no, but Powell, um, no. Powell got, you know, Powell got these jump hooks left, left, right, and he's, he's, he does more on the block than, than Rashid does, basically. But Rashid just got, you know, the turnaround and the touch over Powell. Now, ask me this. If the two of them were playing against each other, if you had to pick in a game, a pickup game, you had to pick between Powell and Rashid, tell me you're not going with Rashid. Yeah, but it's different. I mean, when you got two big men, they, they're dependent. You know, but Rashid, can stretch you out. Rashid can shoot the ball from half court. Right, right, right. Left handed. Yes, no. yes. Abs- absolutely. And then my one, I'm glad that you gave the boys respect because I feel like he's one of the most, uh, underappreciated big men out there is C Webb. That, that was a talented dude, man. Like a real, real talented dude. And uh, he could do everything. He could, he could put the ball on the floor. He could, he could pass. He could dribble. Uh, he could run the he could block shots if you needed him to. He could guard fours and fives. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was he, the guy. He's finesse and power. He was he was he could do pretty much everything. He didn't have the the three point range. No, just you know, uh, right as Rashid. Rashid, but other than that, he he was pretty much by the end of his career he was money from fifteen. Yeah, you know yeah. he he was definitely money from fifteen. And then the center position, which um, this one I'll be interested to see. It's saying they can't do it. But you guys are gonna have to come back and listen to this. But um Dwight, Matumbo, and Ben Wallace. I think we should I would hope that we're the same on yeah, this. Yeah, I would think it's pretty easy. I, I, ben Okay. Ben three, right. Kimbe two, Dwight right. one. Right. Now here here's the reason I I came up with those names. And emotion is is a is a crazy thing. And I I've taken on a new job. And my new job is I am now after being of years of being um Dwight Howard bashing. I'm now the president of the Dwight Howard fan club. Okay. And here's why. The, it, it's gone too far. <laughs> you know, the, the disrespect is just, it's just, it's just, it's getting out of hand. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? The names that people, I heard somebody tell me that in the, in, in sports talk, Ben Wallace was an elite player, but Dwight Howard is a bum. And, and 
that's that's just going too far. Yeah. That that that's going too far. Whereas Dwight Howard, the same all Ben Wallace did was rebound and block shots. Dwight Howard does both of those. Right. And scores his worst year is almost twice as many points as Ben Wallace's best year. See, it's it's, it's different for different people. And this just reminds me of a Joe Budden verse. Not a verse, but just a line he says. He says, I know the bar, raise mine, you can lower y'all's. Yes. And that's, that's how it is for Dwight. They, cause they compared him to Shaq. Mm-hmm. And they, they expect so much more from mm-hmm. him. And you don't expect much from a Ben Wallace who overachieved and you feel like Dwight is underachieved. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I, and it's true. All of the whole Dwight Howard, I, I think once you accept the fact that Dwight Howard is never going to be Shaquille, he's not going to be a king yeah. and, and that he's just not. And yes, he looks like an action figure and you think that he should be better. Mm-hmm. Once you accept the fact that he's not and you realize the same thing we are w- willing to break the bank for Hassan Whiteside and praise him night in and night out. Dwight Howard does the exact same thing, same numbers, and we call him the worst basketball player who ever lived. But when you, when you, when you watch the game, it just looks like, like you say, but it looks like a disappointment. He does. No, I, I wouldn't say it looks like a disappointment. I would say it looks like um, Whiteside is controlling the game more defensively. I mean, I think he had like 90 more blocks than everybody at least. This year. Person. Yeah, this year, yeah. Right, but let's not forget, I mean, Dwight Howard, when he was Whiteside, he was doing that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Dwight Howard, when he was, when, when, that, when he, that was his age, he was, when he was out there, he was blocking everything under the sun as well. Right, absolutely. And, but, you know, Dwight was the number one pick and you expect him to do that much. And, you know, Whiteside was playing in Lebanon, you know, <laughs> right. two years ago. So you, you, he, he's overachieving. Yeah, nah, I mean, a, a, abs, absolutely. Is that one back up, A1? It's good. It's on. Okay. So, um, it's back on now. It's a shame we couldn't get, uh, we had a lot to talk about. Right? <laughs> yeah, had a lot to talk about. All right, well then we we I, we actually came in um pretty much the same. I was actually kind of um surprised. The uh, one or two names we we flip flop, but I I agree with your argument. Mine was more of you just don't want to say you don't want to be blasphemous. Yeah, in terms of being like Dominique Wilkins is the fourth best uh, player. Yeah. Like, come on, man, this dude's out here yeah. being disrespectful. You yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, Reggie Miller's terrible. You know, Joe Johnson better than Reggie Miller. You sound like, come on, man, this guy's lost his mind. You know what I mean? Reggie Miller's one of the greatest players, uh, all the greatest shooters ever lived. And Joe Johnson is a guy that everybody's gonna remember for just being, a, you know, a big disappointment on a max contract. You know, so but we were we were pretty much in in agreement. Um, for about all of them. Um. And that was fun. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. And um, something to talk about. Real real sports debates. You know what I mean? Real sports knowledge. Comparing guys from different um, eras, different times, different skill set. And just, you know, bringing up names that you don't hear every day. And, and debates. That's what the barbershop is about, though. Debating whether you like Steve Francis better than Baron Davis or Steph Marbury over Gilbert Arenas. And, um, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what sports debate is at its root. You know, talking about real sports versus, you know, this gossip and whatever not the case may be. So, um, we should probably just disagree more. Yeah. The thing is, that's why I just, I feel like me and you watch basketball the same way and we, we like the same sort of things kind of yeah. in terms of like we both like point guards who pass. Mm-hmm. We both like big men who have 
play down low and 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 have some sort of power. And I, I think we have a lot of appreciation of the, of the same skill set. But I mean, you know, maybe that's it's hard to do when you got two guys who use common sense. Yeah, and don't have ulterior motives. Yeah. They're not just out there saying anything for foolishness. But that's why I feel like a lot of the times these people go on TV and they say stuff that you think in your head, like, there's no possible way they believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you just really ask yourselves. But then you, again, you know, we, we deal with guys, you know, our friends, you know, on a daily basis who says these things all the time. And I don't know if they believe it or if they're just but, making it seem like they believe it. But if you're a fan of something, some, if, if you some people... There's a difference when, when I'm a fan of you. I, that doesn't just mean that you're the best to me, just, you know, just because right. I, just because I'm a fan of you. Right. Actually, that means I watch you more closely and I probably recognize your flaws in, right. in the game. I'll, I'll tell you more than anything. A one can tell you when 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 we did the Maryland show and Maryland was the third team in the country. I just we're not that good. That's what I would say regularly. Like I watch this team. Stop. They're not that good. You know what I mean? Period. And I, I think a lot of times these guys. What what happens is a lot of people once they predetermine how they feel about somebody to watch the game, they've already determined the outcome, and they've you know versus sitting down and saying, "Let's watch and see what happens," and and then and then go from there, you know. Okay, but anyway, thank you for everybody. Anything you want to say before we got here? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, anything happening on your boxing front? No. No, none, none since the last show. What a sport! All right. Well, thank you everybody for um tuning in. It's a good show. We got a lot of comments. I'm sorry we lost a couple of you on on my feed and DJ's feed, but that's just because Facebook Live only lets you go for an hour and a half, and then um, something we'll keep in a keep in mind for my for next show or the next time. But um, sometimes you just get a good show like that. And you got a lot of topics, a lot of you guys out there chiming in, so we appreciate all of you guys: Alvin, Shakif, uh, Vaughn, A1, uh, excuse me, Oral. Uh, no Kyle today. No Kyle, yeah. No Kyle today. Um, a lot of guys' names. Jason, Stu, a lot, I don't even want to. Ramon, the guru. Ramon, just a lot of guys, man. It's, you know, you guys help make the show, man. And we love having you guys chime in and share your, um, your silliness and your wisdom and, and your questions and all of that good stuff. So if you enjoy the show, please come back next week and, and share it and tell a friend about it. And we, we, we'll grow together, man. The show every week getting more listeners, more and more viewers. And that's what it's about. So. We thank you all for tuning in, and if you missed any part of the show, go back, catch it. The show is on. The the whole entire audio will be up on the website tomorrow, playersvoice.com. The tune-in app, you know, while you're out there in your car, listen listen to the audio of the show, man. It's good sports debate. Um, iTunes, The Barbershop, it's on there, and the whole video will be on either me or DJ's page, and you can just watch the video, and um, we'll see you guys all next week. Everybody enjoy your basketball tonight. Later.